good afternoon. I hope you guys have been having a wonderful week. I know I have, and I can't believe the first month of the year is almost over. It seems like January came and went, and now we're going into February. But enough about the months. You're here to hear me talk about all things nerd. And for this week's episode, we are going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects, and that is the Predator series. Specifically, what Marvel and Disney has done recently and that is pit the predator against the man who is the best at what he does and what he does is something ugly and that is the Wolverine. Now I have been waiting ever since Disney had bought Fox and gave them access to both the Predator and Alien franchises in their entirety to do any type of crossover with any of the Marvel characters. I mean shoot the brood are very similar to the alien so i wouldn't be surprised if they did a crossword that and since they're a captain marvel villain per se and a fantastic four they can easily come up with something but for this one this is the first of its kind for them to make a proper crossover with a marvel character in the past because dark horse comics owned alien predator they did mostly with dc characters so it's always been batman versus predator superman versus alien batman and uh superman versus alien versus predator so now we have our official marvel one and like i said before it is the wolverine versus the predator and i gotta say it has been an interesting fight between these two a lot of people through a lot of different medias have predicted who would win against both shoot there are so many videos on youtube dedicated to figuring out how this battle would go so it's finally cool for disney to basically tell us how it would go and while i did enjoy the comic in my opinion wolverine should have easily won in the comic, they did bring up some good points on why Predator put up more of a fight, but in the comics, they did really nerf Wolverine a bit. And I will talk about each issue, since there are four issues, and talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly within each one. So, for the first issue, it basically starts with Wolverine severely injured after apparent fight with the Predator. His healing factor hasn't kicked in, and he's basically running away. It then cuts to when he was younger and when i mean younger i mean before the metal claws when he only had the bone claws he was basically living off the land in a cave with a bear because he's wolverine a predator lands in the area and begins to search for his missing brethren which he does find who is frozen beneath the ice and he basically sees that there's a smart disc so he takes it from the frozen corpse wolverine is hunting living life but knows that there's a storm coming in and he goes into town which he normally avoids. While there, he goes to a bar and pays for a drink. A fancy guy shows up and is basically asking for someone to help track the group. The bartender, who is basically an old woman, tells him that Wolverine is the best person for the job. While he goes and attempts to have a conversation, a couple of guys come in and basically threaten Wolverine to give him the location of his so-called treasure. It's kind of revealed that Wolverine basically barters and trades really good stuff so he can of course eat and drink. 
He makes short work of them and leaves the bar. The man comes out and begs Wolverine for his help. Wolverine is reluctant, but the guy says he needs his help to track his son because a group of bad guys has kidnapped him. Meanwhile, while all this is happening, the Predator is hunting any game he can and comes across a bunch of Native Americans. While tracking the group, Wolverine comes across the natives who are basically now skinned and hanging. Wolverine thinks the group did this and he finds the group in a cabin. He is ticked because he basically says that while he avoided people, he didn't mind the natives because they left him alone and lived off the land like he did. He basically goes in and kills all of them and then asks where's the kid because he doesn't see him. He's then shot from behind and it's revealed that the man didn't have a kid at all. And it was all a trick because the group the fancy man had hired betrayed him and was going to keep some money for themselves that they stole. So he decided to hire Wolverine to track them down, kill them, so he could basically get away with all of the money. Before anything can be said, the guy's head is vaporized. Wolverine heals and sees the Predator and stabs him with his bony claws. The Predator attacks and destroys his metal, uh, not metal, his bone claws. And he basically, Wolverine is still injured and runs away because he's saying that there's no way he's going to be able to win this fight. And it kind of makes sense. This is Wolverine before the training. He's basically just a wild animal in his fighting style. He has his bone claws, which can stab the Predator, but won't leave any significant damage. So while he's addressing, and when I mean he, I mean the Predator's addressing the stab wound, he basically afterwards tracks Wolverines to a cave. And while Wolverine is about to attack, the sleeping bear wakes up, attacks the Predator, and basically drags him back into the cave. Wolverine, thinking that the Predator is dead, leaves, and the issue ends with the Predator coming out of the cave with the bear's head. Now, I gotta say, I really like this issue because it introduces the Predator and kind of shows a first encounter that actually made sense for the Predator to have an advantage. Remember, Wolverine didn't have any of his military training, living off the land, and he still had his bone claws, which means he couldn't give a significant amount of damage, and the Predator's metal weaponry would have been easily enough to destroy any of his bone claws that he could. Even with the healing factor, Wolverine would have been able to come back, but the Predator would have been able just to knock him down on the ground. I was kind of surprised through this issue that Wolverine did not track him down the Predator via smell or was able to sense the gunpowder. Again, this is a much younger Wolverine, so I can let some of that slide. It was interesting to see that um, this wasn't the first time a Predator had been to Marvel's Earth and killed. So I wonder if they're going to do some type of tie-in to see how that Predator, who was frozen in the ice, showed up. Because you got to admit and got to think, there are so many like old heroes that was around back then. It could have been Thor. It could have been the prehistoric Avengers, which honestly would have easily killed the Predator. So uh, it's, it's kind of hard to think who would have done the deed. Shoot, it could have been the Native Americans. That's easily uh, an answer. So again, it's very interesting. But anyway, that's the end of issue one. We're moving on to issue two, and the issue continues in present day with Wolverine still trying to escape the Predator. His healing factor is slowly kicking in, and he's basically hanging off a cliff. 
The Predator senses where he's are. He throws some smart bombs that track Wolverine. Wolverine jumps and basically lands in the water, which is a huge problem for him because one, Wolverine's skeleton is made of adamantium. It's heavy. So this man can't really swim. And not to mention the explosions knock some rock, basically boulders on top of him. And he's stuck in the water. And while this is happening, the comic flashes back to Wolverine while he was still part of Weapon X. But this is still before he had his metal claws. So he and a few members of um, Weapon X, uh, his team includes some nameless people I don't know, but the two people I do know is Havoc and Sabretooth. They are sent into a tropical forest to kill a general. Sound familiar? Yes, it kind of sounds like the plot to, I don't know, the first Predator film? So I kind of like how they're uh, giving us some uh, hints here and there. But while they're there, they see that the soldiers have already been killed, hanging skinless. It's then revealed that multiple Predators are there, and they start attacking Wolverine and his team. Uh, the Predators are able to kill a couple of his team members. Sabretooth is stabbed by one of the Predators, but Sabretooth being Sabretooth, and not to mention his healing factor, he basically turns around with the spear still sticking through him and basically bear hugs the predator, stabbing him with it. It was really cool. And they both go down because again, Sabretooth is still gonna need time to heal. Uh, Havoc is down. He ends up killing a predator. Wolverine drags him inside this pyramid. And while inside, it's revealed that the general and some of his remaining soldiers are there. They point the guns at Weapon X. And of course, Wolverine shows him his claws. And the general basically says, hey, we have a common enemy and we need to work together to kill these things. So they end up working together and form an alliance. They set a trap for the predator and basically leave a few soldiers there to kill the Predator. The Predators go through them like paper. And once they get inside the pyramid, it's revealed that all around them is basically C4, and they blow up the pyramid. Wolverine basically allows the General to go, claiming that the General was still inside the pyramid when the C4 discharged, and they all leave with Havoc, Wolverine, and Sabretooth being the only survivors. Uh, the scene shifts to the explosion afterwards and the Predator's hand popping up. And this is the same Predator that was in the issues before and he's probably really ticked that Wolverine got away again. Uh, the issue ends years later at a hidden facility, Weapon X style, where the same Predator arrives, kills a bunch of the guards, and is now over a sleeping Wolverine. Again, and that's where the issue ends. Again, this was actually not a bad issue. It was cool to see how the same Predator came back for Wolverine even after years later and brought some friends who were killed. I mean, shoots, the Predators are a hunting species. So for this one Predator to tell them that they have people on Earth worth killing? That's impressive. The only thing that did kill me was that Wolverine and... Not only him, but Sabretooth, one of the best track, two of the best trackers in the Marvel Universe, did not smell any of the Predators at all. I feel like that's a big nerf. And I mean, you know what could have been done? It could have been that they stayed upwind. 
that there was uh, it was a windy day and they couldn't track their smell because of course they were staying upwind where there was no smell to be tracked i feel like at least stating that would have helped this not being a big nerf but being like an environmental thing but again they didn't so i gotta criticize them for that i did find it funny that havoc was still able to kill one of the predators with his bullets and of course Sabretooth's awesome way to kill the predator really cool and it's actually showing how smart the predators are to adapt to fight any of the heroes or villains of marvel and may show how they will continue to adapt for any future encounters that's eventually it's kind of cool to see how predators live i mean they live a long time so now for issue three the issue starts with wolverine still in the water with the predator jumped into the water is going to get him cut off his head wolverine cuts himself and basically allows the blood to cover him allowing for some camouflage and wolverine does some inner dialogue and talks about how the predator relies too much on his technology and this makes him get sloppy while the blood is covering him as a shield from his sensors he's able to escape basically chopping the boulder with his metal claws and i guess doesn't swim away but walk away again when it comes to water and wolverine it's up to the author to see how the heck he does because sometimes he's way too heavy to move or to escape that easily sometimes he's able to swim using super strength it's up to the author so in this case i guess he swam away the scene then cuts to where the last issue ended with the predator standing over a sleeping wolverine he kind of cuts wolverine and sees that he's made of metal now the predator gets excited and wolverine wakes up and instinctively stabs the predator with his animantian claws the predator pours acid on wolverine and basically melts his entire face off except of course for the andamantium uh, metal skull he has the predator then picks him up and carries him to his ship he's about to take off and wolverine's inner dialogue talks about how while the predator did basically sneak into the facility this is a multi-million dollar facility and the government uses this to track anything and everything and was able to sense the predator so they sent out a couple of jets to take out the ship while this is happening before of course they shoot the ship the predator is admiring his trophy wall and thinks about where to place wolverine skull but before that happens the canadian jets get there and start shooting missiles at the predator ship the predator has some shields up so nothing too damaged but he basically doesn't test his luck and uses the ship to try to escape and he's already halfway through the to space when wolverine wakes up with his healing factor kicking in he basically tears open a hole in kind of berserker mode and he crashes back down to earth basically burning up by the time weapon x finds him he's basically mostly skeleton with a few skin cells remaining and skin patches on him now when the predator was admiring his trophy wall he took off his helmet and when wolverine made a hole in the ship he and the helmet fell and the people from Weapon X it was able to find the Predator helmet and picks it up. Now, this is important because you guys got to remember, the Predators are not supposed to leave any technology behind. And it's revealed that uh, Professor Thorin, the person who's responsible for putting the skeleton into Wolverine, a guy who works for Stryker, 
uses that for the control helmet that they put on Wolverine. Now, if you're a big Wolverine fan, even played some of the games and seen some of the movies, you know that he wore this helmet where they were basically able to control his actions. And it's kind of cool how they kind of linked that up to the Predator, saying that they had that technology and used it. And again, it's kind of cool, and I did I do kind of like those little Easter eggs. Now, after that, the issue cuts to a week prior to the current fight uh, Wolverine Predators having, where basically Wolverine is carrying this lead suitcase, and he talks about how he found this thing in a lead-lined vault within a lead-lined container, and it basically has the Predator's masks. He opens it and lays a trap for the Predator to find it so he can finally finish what they started almost a century prior. The issue ends with, of course, another flashback, this time with Wolverine training in Japan with his samurai trainer. Uh, his master, after fighting Wolverine with only a sword, senses that they're not alone, and the Predator appears again. This time, because of course he lost his mask, he now has a bone mask, very similar to the one the Predator was wearing in Prey. The master states that he and Wolverine will fight together, and then the issue ends. Now, again, this Predator is really creative, especially with using a bone mask. And I'm guessing he used uh, one of the bones or skulls in his ship to basically help create this mask. Because I'm just saying, I don't think any bone will do and any size will fit. So he probably found a perfect creature to do this with, or he basically had one uh, in his closet. Now, this issue was fun, seeing the Predator want to hunt Wolverine as the ultimate prey, going as far as to track him down to the point where he was almost caught by the government, even though he was going to escape. You got to remember, these guys do not want to be sensed. So for him to actually go after Wolverine is impressive. Now, the acid taking out Wolverine did make sense. I mean, this thing can melt through everything. And of course, it's an, it's an alien acid. The one thing I found funny was the fact that the humans were able to make sure the Predator wasn't able to track his helmet through all types of lead. I don't know if this is a nod to the fact that the Predator has fought Superman, but even if it isn't, I thought that was very creative and something to add to the lore. Again, I still find it interesting that Wolverine's tracking skills are still nerfed. He was in Japan. Years later, training and where arguably where his skills were super honed, where he didn't need his claws at all, his tracking ability still should be super on par with where he is current day, where he should be able to track the predator. The fact that this predator is able to get the drop on him says something about the species or their camo or they're just nerfing Wolverine. Again, I don't know which one it is. One thing that I thought was kind of interesting and I think they really were bragging on how tough the Predator was, was the fact that the Predator was stabbed by Wolverine's metal claws, was still able to pick him up and nonchalantly put him in his ship. I don't know if they nerfed Wolverine's claws or they gave the Predator's skin a huge boost, which I don't think that's the fact because one, Havoc in the previous issue was able to shoot the Predator and kill him. Well, kill another Predator. So again, it's it's kind of showing its colors with how badly they needed to nerf Wolverine. But that's about it for that issue. Moving on to the last issue, issue number four. The issue starts uh, a couple hours before 
when Wolverine put the helmet in the open. He puts a bunch of obvious tracks that the Predator sees and dismantles. Wolverine narrates how he wanted to boost the Predator's confidence so he can attack. Uh, another thing also is the Predator is looking and wanting to take back his helmet because this is a trophy Wolverine has had for a long time that the Predator basically thinks he's been dishonored. When the Predator gets to his helmet, Wolverine states how he could have booby-trapped uh, the helmet by putting poisonous gas in the filters, by putting bombs in it, but he wanted to prove that he was the deadliest between the two. The Predator also comes prepared, so when Wolverine goes to attack, he has a plasma blaster not only on his shoulder, but on his wrist, which basically vaporizes Wolverine a bit, to the point where he's injured and comes uh, full circle to where the first issue started. Now, the scene cuts back to uh, Japan, where Wolverine and the Predator are fighting. The Master says since the Predator isn't attacking him, He's going to let Wolverine handle this. And before anyone says anything, you got to remember, this is Wolverine. He's trained with his master and he has a healing factor. So he's not going to get killed so easily. Now, the master states that Wolverine is being allowed to fight, but he tells him not to use his claws and keep his anger in check. Wolverine with the sword is basically pretty deadly. He's been trained for a few decades now and He's actually having an advantage with the sword on the Predator. The Predator, I guess, got angry, blasts the sword away with his plasma blaster, which is pretty unhonorable, if you ask me, and Wolverine gets mad and pulls out his claws. The Predator cloaks and leaves, and the Master states that, hey, he's not leaving because you pulled out the claws. Something's happening, and a bunch of hand ninjas pop out of nowhere, and Wolverine and his Master states, that after, if they survive this, they're basically going to drain. After that, the issue cuts to years later and basically a few days before the fight where Wolverine is at Xavier's school. Wolverine sniffs the area, doesn't smell anything while he's on patrol, and begins to talk with the professor when Wolverine notices three dots on the professor's face. He basically uh, jumps, lunges, and knocks the professor down when the Predator launches missiles at Wolverine. Wolverine and the professor survive, but the missiles also went above, hitting the school as well. Uh, afterwards, Cyclops comes, not Cyclops, uh, Colossus comes in, and uh, Wolverine tells Colossus to stay with the professor who was knocked out. He basically goes in to make sure all the kids are okay, and he ends up seeing them running and screaming down the stairs. He tells them to get to safety as he goes up the stairs, and he sees Kitty Pride. Before he can say anything, she tells him to look out before phasing through the floor and Wolverine gets wrapped in this wire and gets electrocuted. Before the Predator is able to wound him further, Nightcrawler comes in and teleports Wolverine to safety. Wolverine berates him and tells him to teleport him back. He does and Wolverine's saying that he needs to do this on his own and he tries to track down the Predator and finds the Predator who has taken Rogue as a hostage. Rogue says that she can touch the Predator's arm which in my opinion, isn't a bad idea, but Wolverine says no and gives the Predator metal handcuffs to restrain him. The Predator does, and while he is restrained, they take him outside and he's going to his ship with Wolverine as his prisoner, when another Wolverine comes in and asks if he's sure he got the right Wolverine. The Predator grabs the new Wolverine's neck, and it turns out to be a shapeshifter. Kirk then teleports in, uses the Predator's mask, like the little tubes, 
and basically unplugs it, demasking the Predator. Kitty phases up and basically trips him. Well, Roe comes in and touches his hand. The Predator decloaks while, of course, I guess he's getting weakened and basically escapes. With every single person there, he escapes. The issue cuts to present day where the Predator pops up from the water and is trying to track down where Wolverine went. He sees that there's this mud statue that looks like a human with an eye there. Uh, basically, the Predator swipes at it, but sees it's entirely made out of mud, but the eye is real, showing that Wolverine cut out his own eye. Now, while he's distracted, Wolverine pops out and stabs the Predator, and the Predator uses his strength to basically throw Wolverine off of him. The Predator picks up a blade, and they both the Wolverine and the Predator charge at each other. Wolverine stabs him fatally. The Predator, knowing that he is done, starts the bomb and it explodes in Wolverine's face. And Wolverine basically begins to um, narrate that the Predator is going to be super disappointed that even in death and a century of waiting, he didn't get his trophy. Wolverine heals and basically says he doesn't know if it's been hours or days and is super happy to now have a trophy of the Predator, which is his knife. And he basically also says that he's going to miss the Predator because the fact that he kept him on his toes with him basically hunting him throughout an entire century. And the issue ends. Now, this issue, the last issue, was not my favorite out of the four. Especially when it came to the artwork uh, going back in the past when Wolverine was at Xavier School. That felt like it was done in a lazy and cheap style because it was totally different from the rest of the issue. Not to mention the thing that takes me off is how nerfed the X-Men were. You had everybody there and you're telling me that the Predator was able to escape while Rogue was holding his hand? I mean, Rogue is able to get the experience and powers of the Predator. She should have been easily able to track the Predator down. Not to mention... What was the X-Men doing using non-lethal methods to a person who attacked a school? Kitty should have used her powers when she saw someone attacking Wolverine, grabbed Wolverine, and phased him through the floor with him. Not to mention Kirk, Nightcrawler, should have been able to fight the Predator with his sword. Now, through the costumes of the X-Men, besides Colossus and Wolverine, it kind of shows that this is early X-Men. Like before they got all the new stuff and all that stuff. Because I haven't seen those costumes because Kitty Pride's costume still had a mask. Which she doesn't wear or hasn't worn in a very long time. But even if it was early, they should have still been able to take him out. Not to mention it was kind of like bad and kind of screwy to see how cowardly the predator was acting especially attacking people without weapons it seemed a lot like they were trying to force a narrative here force a story because i mean i get it he knows that if he's been tracking wolverine and observing the school that the students had powers but just to try to kill them all with a missile attack instead of actually going in there and dealing with them that felt like the author was getting 
tired of writing and just decided to write whatever. Even with the flashback in Japan, the Predator using his plasma blaster to knock Wolverine's sword really felt unhonorable. It's, it doesn't feel like something he'd do. I mean, Wolverine's attacking him with a sword. He should have used more of his claws, the Predator's like claw knives that he has, to attack Wolverine instead of doing that. Now, I will say the ending was cool with Wolverine taking the bomb at full force. That was pretty cool. But it kind of brings me to my point and one of my main criticisms of the series was how nerfed Wolverine was when it came to his tracking abilities. He still should have been able to track the Predator. The cloak only works to cloaking the Predator's, like, your vision of the Predator. It does nothing to cover the Predator's sense of smell unless they're saying it does now. Again, it wasn't stated in the comics. Not to mention, I kind of hated how nerfed Wolverine's healing factor was. His healing factor should have kicked in a lot better and healed his wounds a lot faster. But I get I get it. The comic needs to comic and make sure that the Predator was still on par with Wolverine to a point. I still hate how they also nerfed the X-Men. I mean, Rogue should have been able to take the Predator. I mean, she's super powerful. Not to mention, she touched him. So again, should have had his abilities. And not to mention, I found it kind of irritating how easy it was for the Predator to get the drop on the X-Men. I mean, if you see the comics on people who attack Xavier's school, that school is well guarded through everybody. I still kind of find it funny how not Storm, no Cyclops were there, or Jean Grey. I mean, it was a good thing the Predator knocked out Xavier because I don't think they have any protection against mind attacks so again i think that was a smart move but anyway that's it for all four issues of predator versus wolverine now for the rating time if i had to give or rate this comic book series this limited series you know what i will give it a 7 out of 10 it had really good moments well thought out moments throughout four issues. The last issue was really where I had a bunch of problems with the nerfing of abilities and the Predator acting out of character and a bunch of other stuff. But again, the three issues were fantastic. I love them. The fourth issue is the only one I had a problem with. But again, I would definitely recommend you guys reading it. Really fun comic to have. And if you're a collector, a really good thing to add to your collection. I hope we see the Predator fight other comic book heroes. In my opinion, I think the Predator going after the Punisher would be an excellent comic book series. Four or five issues. Heck, not even four issues. Go for six. Do that. That would be really cool. You have the Punisher and you have the Predator coming head to head. Heck, add Daredevil. That would actually be really fun to see. But we'll see what else Marvel has in store for the Alien and Predator series when it comes to crossing over with their Marvel characters. Honestly, before we even get Predator versus the Punisher, I would love to see the Alien series fight against any of the heroes because, I mean, shoot, if they could do it with Superman, they can do it with whatever and they can really add a more scarier plot point. I mean, you have the Brood. An alien exomorph mixed with the Brood? That would be a scary scenario. But anyway, that's it for this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoy and I hope to see you guys next week. Please tell your friends and families to check out the podcast and don't forget to leave a like and subscribe. Well, see you guys later. See you guys next week and have a blessed week. Sayonara. See you later and have a good one. Goodbye.